Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> I just thank you, Father, for your words today. Just believe with me that what he has to say comes forth. Because I got a lot of different directions I could go. Sometimes it's hard to choose which one. But we just wait on the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your presence among us. Father, our desire is to hear what you have to say to us and prepare ourselves to receive all that you have for us. So we pray that that's what comes forth today. And we give ourselves to you and release this service into your hands continuously to continue in your hands. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I have a funny story to tell. I had text some people the other day. Jonathan hadn't heard this yet either, and neither has Jessica. Uh, I had text some people the other day, and um, the last one I text was Jessica and Vincent. And uh, so then the next morning, Jonathan texted me and said, Pastor, what, what scripture do you want uh, on the announcement sheet? And I said, well, just let me give, you, give me a minute and I'll get back to you. And he said, okay. So I thought about it, and I came up with this scripture, Psalm 31, 19, and, and uh, so I, t I typed it in, sent it back to him, I thought. A little later on in the day, I got a notice later on that night, I got a, a text from Jessica, and she said, Pastor Mary Jean, thank you so much for Psalm 31, 19. I said, oh, I thought I said that to Jonathan. So that's why I never got it back to you, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I sent it to the wrong person. But it blessed her so. And she said, I've been meditating on that all day. So I thought, well, hallelujah. I, said, I wrote her back. I said, that was specifically from God to you <laughs> by my accident. So anyway, that's what we're going to look at. Psalm 31, 19. And I'll just read it to you from the Living Bible. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in, the, in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. We have a lot of strife of tongues going on today, amen? But he's going to keep us there. Now, in the, that was just the King James Version, I'm sorry. But in the Living Bible, it says, How great is your goodness to those who publicly declare that you will rescue them. We need to be careful that we're publicly declaring that God will rescue us. And whenever things are happening in the negative, you need to say, but there's a God factor here. Don't ever tune out the God factor. But God, but God, I'd be scared today in the world that we live in, amen? But God, there's a God factor. And his goodness is great to those who publicly declare that he will rescue them. For you have stored up great blessings for those who trust and reverence you. So the blessings are stored up. Laid up means they're hidden, they're covered over, they're protected. For us to come dig them out. For us to come receive them. For us to come look for them. He wants the righteous. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. As we seek out the righteousness of God, then these things come to the surface. There are things stored up and made ready for those who love God. And this is the day that he wants to bring that out. And I want to read you before, I've asked Pastor Jack to come say something in just a minute, but I want to read you a scripture that has spoken to me recently a lot. And it's, if you will, it's a point and purpose behind what we're 
doing this morning and tonight. In, in Matthew chapter 9, oh, you can turn there. I'm going to let everybody turn in their Bible because we're just getting too bad about not turning in our Bibles or on your phone. You can scroll your phone or turn your Bible. We need, to, we need to make friends with our Bibles, amen? Make sure we stay friendly with them because this is the path of life for eternity. This is the word. The, Jesus is this word made flesh, amen? But uh, it, they, they, um, in verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So he's out in the midst of them, and we're, we're doing healing class now, and he's out amongst the people, and he's healing every sickness and disease. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The Amplified says they were bewildered, harassed, and distressed, and dejected, and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. That struck me one day to see that Jesus was healing all the sickness and disease, but what stopped him and caused compassion to move in him was seeing the multitudes like sheep without a shepherd, no direction in their life. And, and, and they were just wandering about. And so that, that, uh, that's what moved the compassion one in him to do something, to want to do something. And I'm telling you that because like Vincent and Jessica were talking about uh, building teams and going out, um, that's, uh, we're the people that know what to do. You might not feel like you know what to do, but actually you know more than somebody else does down the street what to do. If you know Jesus and you've received Christ as your Savior, if you read the Bible at all, you know what to do. And so uh, I just encourage you to have more confidence in the Spirit of Christ within you and say, I, just say this with me, I know what to do. Because I have access to the Holy One of the whole universe. And He knows what to do. And He said, all I have to do is ask Him and keep myself positioned to where he can reach me and speak to me. Amen? That means I don't go get lost in sin somewhere. I've got to stay in the right path of righteousness with him. But I can choose to do that. And he'll give me the grace to do it with. Right? And so um, these things are stored up and made ready. I'm, what I'm saying is that, that God is wanting to unveil some things. Uh, Brother Roberts is coming tonight. He has a healing ministry. I, I want to broaden your understanding from thinking that it's... Um, just about physical healing. Because uh, uh, there's, there's a good book, or will be in the bookstore. I don't know if it's still, if there's one there now, but it's called A More Excellent Way by Henry Wright, Dr. Henry Wright. And they've discovered spiritual root causes to physical illnesses. Fear, anxiety, and stress is the major cause of most illnesses. Fear, anxiety, and stress. Okay, so... I might not know what, I might not feel like I'm afraid of anything. I might not know that, that any stress or worry is an obstacle to God to get into my life and help me with some things. I might not know that. But the Holy Ghost knows and He will tell us. And so this morning as we end the service, we're going to have some time where we can come to the altar. 
We're going to come to the altar and ask the Lord to help us remove the obstacles that are in his way to bring us into his glory. He, he, he's Christ in us is the hope of glory. And we're going from glory to glory. But, but to get there, we're going to have to be willing to give up some things maybe. And I'm not talking about chocolate or beer. or the, I'm not talking about those natural things. I'm just talking about where we set our minds maybe. Uh, you know, like, like this one lady I've been listening to and preaching, she said, there's a place at the top for all of us and God invites us there. But we have to be willing to go and we have to want to go. And so that's what I want us to look at. I was going to read uh, a couple of, uh, just remember when Jesus saw the sheep without a shepherd, when he saw people out there wandering around, that's what stirred his compassion. And so I believe we're going to feel that compassion stirring us and we're going to want to position ourselves to be the most powerful arm of God we can be to reach out and touch somebody. Amen. But when you start reaching out and touch somebody, trust me, you start operating in resurrection power, the devil will be on your case. So you've got to learn how to protect yourself. You've got to keep your shield of faith up. You've got to know that it's God's will, that he's yearning that you be whole and healed. So, it, you know, if we'll just remove any obstacles that keep, him out, keep him in, that keep him out, and that's what I want our altar time to be. Lord, are there any obstacles in me that's keeping you from fulfilling everything you want through me? And, you know, praise God, he's so kind. He won't, he won't dump a whole load on you at one time. He'll just give you one little thing. And he'll say, we're going to work on this for a little bit. But I just want you to talk to me about this. And you can say to him, Father, what makes me respond to that like that? Why do I feel that way? Why do, I, what is it, why do I not like that person? Why do I feel this way about that? Why did I react? I had him one time tell me when I reacted to something at, at, at home. I was doing the dishes and something happened and I made a reaction. I was working really hard on walking in love, but that didn't work right there. <clears throat> I went upstairs and I was saying to the Lord, what, what did I... Why did I react that way? It was such a simple thing. And he, and he said this to me through the Proverbs. He, I was reading the Proverbs, and this is how he spoke to me. And he said, uh, he gave, gave me the word anxiety several times. And I said, well, what am I anxious about? I didn't even know I was anxious. And he said, I have given you a vision, and you're trying to make it come to pass. And that's making you anxious. I didn't ask you to make it come to pass. I just wanted you to accept it. I'm asking permission to do this in your life. I thought then I had to sit, set about doing this in my life. So maybe some of you have to give up something like that. You've been trying to do what God is just asking you for permission for him to do in your life. Amen. He's not looking for you to do it. He will do it. At any rate, the sheep without a shepherd. And, and so... What I, I wanted to remind us, because I haven't had the opportunity to do that this year, or if I did, I didn't take it. I think I have spoken once this year, but I didn't take it. But I like to go back. I believe in headship. I believe in, uh, uh, you know, I, I believe that we have to work at, uh, we have to work at remembering what was spoken to us. For instance, when we're together and, and someone speaks out a word from the Lord, we need to be careful that we listen 
to follow that and not just move on with the service? What did, what did he say? Does he want us to stop and praise him for a while? Uh, what did he say? And, and what did the pastor say last week? What was the pulpit preaching? What is our pulpit saying? Because God wants us to be in a community of believers and he wants us to not be like sheep wandering around in a lost desert somewhere. He wants us to have a shepherd. And some of you will go to work tomorrow and be a shepherd over your office. And you don't walk in and say, I'm the pastor here now, I'm going to tell you. No, no, you just start praying and interceding for the people and put, a, put the blood of Jesus over your office and put a covering over the people and bind the devil from being there. And you are pastoring that office. And they, they will feel by the Spirit, they will feel more secure and more confident and they'll calm down if there's any agitation. That's, that's you and Jesus doing the ministry there. Amen. So anyway, I believe in headship. Dr. Jerry Savell is our headship as far as where uh, we are all licensed and ordained through Heritage of Faith uh, Ministerial Association. And then we grew up under, and he also grew up under Kenneth Copeland's ministry. That's where we first got hold of the word of faith and the power that's in the word. And then we, uh, so we have, I was going to read a couple of words from them. But first, I want us to hear from our pastor. Come on down here, Pastor <laughs> do you want door number one door number two <laughs> I want I, I just caught him in worship so bless his heart um, he had mentioned the other night though and I just wanted him to say what his word to us because first we listen to him as our pastor and then we're going to listen to the one above him and the one above that okay and then she said don't talk too long <laughs> Uh, just so that you know what's happening behind the scenes, uh, Friday night, the staff of this church, we had a chance to come together in fellowship and pray. And it was an evening where we, uh, we, we prayed in the spirit and then we asked the Lord, uh, what is he saying? And we asked other people what he's saying. And then last night we had corporate prayer. And, uh, you know, when God speaks, it's usually the same thing. And, uh, in Mark chapter 10, the story, uh, the accounting of blind Bartimaeus. And blind Bartimaeus was uh, stagnant. He was blind. He was a beggar. And that's all he knew to do. And he was by the roadside every day. No change in his life. And then all of a sudden, one day. Everybody say one day. One day. One day, a commotion uh, started happening. And blind Bartimaeus said, what's up? What's happening? And someone said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And it says that Barnabas cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But the people around him, they said, hey, stop it. He's, he's going somewhere. Don't bother the master. But it says that blind Barnabas shouted the second shout. How many know the second shout is good? <laughs> but he shouted one more time and it caused Jesus to stop. And this is why I'm telling this story. He told his disciples, go get him and bring him to me. And they went to blind Barnabas and said, come, the master is calling you. And blind Barnabas, and, and I believe it's in verse uh, 18, it said, he took off his beggarly elements and went to Jesus. The word the Lord has given to us is that we're going to a new place. Are we willing to go? And are we willing not to return? 
See, blind Barnabas, he had so much faith, he knew I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm going to another level. And that's where, that's the word for our church right now is God is taking us. Are you sensing it? Are you sensing it? You know, I, Mary Jean said a while ago, 30 years. Well, you know, Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30. So maybe we're just, you know, we're in prime, we're in a prime place. But I just want you to know, as we pray and seek God, we listen to God. And this is what God is saying. Are you willing to go to the next level? Because in that, you said, we're not, you're not returning. We're not, I'm not going back to the same old place. Amen. So we can cast off the old man and step into the new man. Amen. That was the word that he spoke to us Friday night and Saturday night. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jack. So that's the word from our pastor, local church pastor. Amen. Amen. And then Dr. Savell, through the years, uh, he always gets a word from the Lord in like November or whatnot. And, and it's usually been um, a lot. He's, he's talked a lot from, I have them all here from 2013 about the favor of God. The glory is doing a new thing. The favor will manifest every door that's been shut will not be shut no more. So just the power that's in the favor of God upon our lives. He's a, a man that carries a lot of favor in his life and ministry, he and his household. So we can receive down from that. Amen. Because we uh, tithe into his ministry, uh, Pastor Jack and I do, and then the church gives to his ministry and we're licensed through his ministry. So we're attached to that favor. We get it by ourselves, but we also get a, a download from him. Amen. So I want you to put your confidence in that. Believe God for it. Speak about it. Not just you out there by yourself. You're connected to a strong flow of God's favor. And then he, uh, 2014, never stop celebrating what I've already done. Remember that. Always remember what God's already done and thank him for it. And, and re review yourself on that. And now expect me to do greater and it, will, and it will come. 2014 will be known as the year of the greater. And then in 2015 will be known as the year of visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations. And he's enjoying all this in his ministry also. So uh, to expect manifestations, demonstrations, amen. And then in 2016... Uh, more and more, uh, the year of the great breaking loose, more and more notable miracles will break loose in the earth, more and more signs and wonders. So this has been released in the earth and it's been released where we can receive it. So let's purposefully receive a real move of the supernatural resurrection power, presence, whatever you want to call it, that, that we, you are not natural, you are supernatural beings. Amen. And you are one of the VIPs because you have Jesus Christ and you're going to be having a new body someday. So, whoa. <laughs> but more and more signs and wonders, more angelic visitations, more instant healings, more deliverances from demonic activity. Uh, I would expect in, whenever the power of God and the, the resurrection power, whenever that's moving, the devil gets to move in too. So don't be surprised if he acts up and tries to get you distracted. His greatest asset is to distract you. The most pure thing we can do is look at the light. That's what happened in the fall. He distracted them and they began to look down and they, they did the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden they saw everything around them that was not, they saw that they had no covering. Why? Because they took their eyes off of the light. So um, 
And then in 2017, the faithful shall flourish and it shall be like days of heaven on earth. Can you believe that? We have days of heaven on earth. 2018, he spoke a lot about show me your glory. And then 2019, he's kind of uh, saying the same thing about showing your, your glory. He says, um, 2019 marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Wonders, marvels, and extraordinary manifestations. It's almost like no, nothing's too difficult and the power's been released to do it. So just believe him. When you, when you get up to the water's edge, speak to it like Moses did. Stretch out that rod of the word. Don't let the natural world hold you back anymore. The sky's the limit. There's no, there's no time or space in the spirit. And by faith, you step into that fourth dimension. And you just step out there and call things that be not as though they were. That's a powerful scripture. <clears throat> call things that be not as though they were. Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary miracles. When it said uh, in 2017, show me thy glory, it comes out of Exodus 33, and, it, and where Moses said to the Lord, and he did this in a command form, which is interesting. You know, when, <clears throat> when you're talking to the Lord about covenant stuff, you can put a demand on that because you're not, you're not demanding God. You're putting a demand on the covenant that God put in operation. And he loves it. It thrills him to say, whoa, look, they got it. They got it. Angels, they got it. Look, they got it. And the angels go, whoa, they got it. They're so excited when we get it. <laughs> They're standing around going, what's wrong with these humans? They don't get it. We, we want to get it, you know, that the power of God. So when you put a demand on the covenant of God's provision, his healing, you're, putting, you're not putting a demand on God, so don't get nervous about that. You're putting a demand on the covenant that he cut and he cut it to such a degree that Jesus Christ bore it on the cross. When he was pierced through, his own son was pierced through for that to make covenant. Covenant is a powerful thing in the kingdom. And when he said, show me thy glory, the, the form that that's written in in the Hebrew is literally, Lord, cause me to see your glory. And so that's something we ask in Sunday school. Let's say that together. Lord, Lord. cause me. To see, to see your glory. glory. <laughs> in other words, when the glory's in operation, I want to recognize it. Amen? I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I mean, remember this. All the Pharisees, the religious folks, the churchgoers of the day, in Jesus' day, he's standing right amongst them and they didn't get it. They didn't recognize him. They didn't, under, they even accused him of being the devil. I don't want to get caught up in the wrong spirit you know I want to know when I see it like I want to be like the disciples saying it's the Lord and they jumped off the boat and swam to shore amen so uh, I want to read you something and then I'm going to have we're going to have a little y'all know to come back right okay we're going to have a little um, altar time we're going to come to the altar you know, I, I miss those days back in Bracewood sometimes when we used to have altar times. How many of you experienced altar times in the churches where you come up and you just sit before God and, and you ask him? I remember one time I asked him, he said, Lord, I want to do something for you. I want to do something for you. I was just so intense that day. I want to do something for you. 
And that night while I was at the altar, the pastor came over and asked me to participate in something. And that's what I was asking God for. What can I do for you? I want to do something for you. You may be believing. So, so I, I want to broaden our understanding to when Brother Roberts comes to past just physical healing. If it's a physical healing, then go for it. Just concentrate on that. What's causing this, Jesus? Am I in fear, anxiety, or worry, or stress about something? Is there some kind of a just deficiency in my system? I just, I just am asking you. I know you're willing to, that you've already paid the price for my healing. So I received that. But talk to the Lord a little bit. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you tonight, today. And what we're doing is we're, we're looking to remove any obstacles that would hinder us from receiving everything God has for us tonight. And I encourage you to come back tonight. <clears throat> because God's setting us up for a good deal. He wants to bless us. And obstacles get in the way of his blessings. And we don't even know they're there. So if we stop and think about it and ask him, then he will show us if they're there. This is uh, from the visions and prophecies of Zechariah by, um, oh, I can't remember his name the guy's name, but at any rate, it's from a, a book about the visions and prophecies of Zechariah. And he's talking about, it's coming from uh, Psalm thirty-one, nineteen. Goodness is very frequently attributed to God in the Old Testament. In thirty-one, nineteen, it says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that put their trust in thee before the sons of men. So let's just set our, put our trust now into the Lord to receive what he has for us tonight. Amen. We're positioning ourselves as receivers. Gloria Copeland wrote that book called God's Looking for a Receiver. You know, in the football game, the quarterback goes out to throw the ball. He's got to find somebody who's looking at him, who's cleared their life out of all the junk, and who's available to catch the ball. God, the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro upon the earth. He's looking. Who's, who's paying attention? Who can I get to because there's no clutter and junk around them? How can I, how can I get my blessings to him? He's yearning, <laughs> yearning to get blessings to you, to get healing to you, to get your needs met to you. He's yearning. The Holy Ghost is yearning over you for the Father. And all, and all, it's up to us to clear the path. John the Baptist, and that's what this time this morning, John the Baptist went before the Lord Jesus, preparing the way of the Lord. This altar time will be a preparatory for the way of the Lord. It says, uh, how great is his goodness. Goodness is that attribute of God whereby he loves to communicate to all who can or will receive it. All good. He loves to communicate to all who can or will receive it. Yea, himself, who is the fullness and universality of good, creator of all good, not in one way, not in one kind of goodness only, but absolutely without beginning, without limit, without measure, save that whereby without measurement he possesses and embraces all excellence all perfection, all blessedness. So in other words, he loves to communicate to all who can or will receive it. And he is the fullness of good. 
He's creator of all good, not in only one way, not in one kind of goodness, but absolutely without beginning and without limit. There's no limit to his goodness. Actually, the word glory in Exodus means to be heavy in goodness. So, so receiving his goodness and, be, and positioning ourselves and opening up to receive, you know, that could happen to them, but not me. No, you got to get rid of thoughts like that. God is no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for all who, who are willing to receive it. So we position ourselves for receiving, amen? But absolutely without beginning, without limit, without measure, without measurement, he's possessed and embraced all excellence, all perfection, all blessedness. I mean, he is the full tank of gas, <laughs> right? He is the full measure. This good, his goodness bestoweth on all and each according, here we go, according to their capacity of each to receive it. So our altar time is going to help us enlarge our capacity to receive. You're going to ask, hopefully you will ask the Lord, is there anything in your way? And maybe you have a particular subject that you want to talk to him about. Nor is there any limit to his giving, save his creature's capacity of receiving, which also is a good gift from him. Give me the capacity to receive tonight, Lord. And not just tonight. This is just the beginning. Pastor Jack's word was, we're going to another level. This is step one of the next level. Anything in the way that would hinder me from the next level, I want to, I want to, I want to be aware of it. This good, his goodness bestowed on all and each according to their capacity of each to receive it. Nor is there any limit to his giving save his creature's capacity of receiving, which also is a good gift from him. From him all things sweet derive their sweetness, all things fair their beauty, all things bright their splendor, all things that live their life, all things sentient their sense, all that move their vigor, all intelligence their knowledge, all things perfect their perfection, all things in any wise good, their goodness. How great is his goodness. And he bestows it on all according to our capacity to receive. So we want to enlarge our capacity to receive. And so I, I want us to have some time. That's why we had uh, the, the song, um, Jesus is Calling, Come to the Altar. Jesus is calling all of us. To, uh, to come up higher with him. The, this earth is, uh, <clears throat> you know, if, if, if you knew that the floods were starting tomorrow, you'd get in the ark, right? But they didn't believe it. So let, let's just believe that things are going to be happening and we need to get in the ark. We need to come up to the higher place and whatever obstacles that you or I might have, we want to ask the Holy Spirit to tell us about that. So they're going to sing, praise team, yeah, come on. I've asked the praise team to come back and, and play some music to give us an atmosphere. I want to give you an opportunity. You can stay in your seat and kneel. I, I want to encourage you to get on your knees. We don't do that as much anymore. And I was raised in church that when you went into the church, they had these little kneelings and you pulled them down and you knelt before you started church. But um, 
we don't do that as much. But you can get on your knees at your chair. You can come up to the altar and get on your knees. Or you can just bow your head sitting in your chair if it's easier for you. But that, that attitude of, of knowing that God had a perfect plan for all of our lives from before the foundation of the world. And have, has it been interrupted anywhere, Lord? Are we on target or do I need to change something? Do I have I operated with because if you if you've operated with these obstacles, you don't know they're obstacles. I wouldn't know they were obstacles. But when we stop and say, are there any obstacles? He might say, Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and so let's just ask him, are are there any obstacles in my life, Lord, that would hinder you from satisfying yourself in me? That's a good question. Are there any obstacles? And I'll leave us with that. Are there any obstacles? Lord, in my life that would keep you from satisfying your greatest desires in me. He yearns to be good to us. He's yearning for that. Have I got any obstacles? And you could have inherited them through generational curses. You could have gotten them being taught and raised up. There's just a magnet. You know, don't, don't take ownership of them. Just ask if there's anything in the way. Amen? Amen. It thrills the Lord when we take time to do this because he, he yearns. He yearns to bring us into wholeness. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time, this time to spend with you. And we ask you, Father, to show us if there's any obstacles in the way to keep you from satisfying yourself in us. In Jesus' name.